Okay, let's begin our discussion of Parshas Bamidbar, Tavshin Ayin Vav, as we start a new Sefer, and a new beginning, as we have Bamidbar, which is usually the Parsha before Shavuos, this year in Eretz Yisrael, it's the week before the week before Shavuos, uh, but we start off with the name. The name, we know in English, this Sefer is called the Book of Numbers, even though the translation of Bamidbar is not uh, numbers, but as we know, it's all about numbers, it's all about Countings at the beginning of the parsha, and that's what we're going to focus on. Uh, the first couple of thoughts: What is the significance of calling this book in, in the official name? We call it by midbar, but the Medrash calls it Chumash Apakudim. That's where numbers comes from. So, what is it about numbers, about counting, that is so significant and that is so special? So, a couple of thoughts that we're going to have. We'll start off with the Lubavitcher Rebbe in source number one, where he discusses what is the significance. Uh, and then we'll get back to the Rishonim that asked this question uh, as well. The Book of Numbers acquired its name from the census, which takes place here at the bo- opening of the Sefer. As we know, the Parsha starts off. Moshe Rabbeinu was told by Hashem to count the, count the people. And the question is, what is so significant about head counting? Says the Lubavitcher Rebbe. Hasidic thought explains that the census recorded here in our parsha was a profound event which touched on the very core of the Jewish spirit. What does that mean? When a group of people are counted, everyone is equal. There's nobody more or less important when somebody is counted as part of a group, as part of being part of something larger. No person is counted twice. However important he may be, and even the most insignificant person is counted once. As we have Machsas Hashekel, as we learned in Parshas Kisisa. But uh, in this case, it is a whole. It is the person. What then are actually being counted? It's not our personalities, our talents, our wealth. We are counting our very identities. The Mahus. And every Jew has Selam Elohim. And every Jew is being counted. And that itself is significant. That every Jew makes a difference. That every Jew has a uniqueness. As is described by many of the Mepharshim, explaining the first Rashi in the Parsha. Remember the first Rashi in the Parsha? We'll get back to this. That just like Rashi is mentioned explicitly, but the Midrashim relate it, that we are just like a Kodesh Baruch who is Mone us, Mone Misparla Kochavim. We are like stars. Every star is different and unique and serves a purpose, but it's one star. Each star is one. So too, says the Lubavitcher Rebbe, each Jew, logic would dictate it, he, conti- he continues he says that this nucleus, I'm sorry, let's start with the bottom left, the nucleus that is counted, the mahus of every Jew that is counted, is something that you can't remove from the makeup of the Jew. And he says, how many times in Jewish history have we seen people who were not so committed, but yet when it was push comes to shove and the Judaism was on the line, they stood up and they expressed their Judaism and their love for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Logic would dictate, as he writes where it's underlined, that another person less committed to Jewish practice would surely be willing to tolerate a momentary lapse in observance to save his life. Even a very pious person could argue he will later mend this temporary lapse. But what have we found throughout history? Jews were ready to sacrifice themselves and their families for HaKadosh Baruch Hu because every Jew has that pintalayid. Every Jew has that nakuda, and that's what counting does. And as this is the sefer, after we have now become a nation, after we've received all the laws, Maimed Ar Sinai, and now this is the book of counting, in that we are all counted, and there we are numbered one by one. So now, says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I'm going to count each of you, and each of you have a significance uh, as an eved of mine. That gets us started, the name Pekudim. But now let's go back to the Rishonim already. Two Ramban, we're going to do two Rambans tonight. One of them is a very basic Ramban on the Parsha that asks this question as well. What is so significant about being counted and specifically here? The Ramban asks, this at the end of the first parak. On Pasuk Memhei, Vayuko Pekudei B'nei Yisrael, says the Ramban in source number two. Hutzrach HaKasuf, Lahagid Mispar HaKlau, Lahagir Shetagad HaPratim. We have the little numbers, we have the big numbers, we have the Pratim, we have the Klalim. We've discussed in past years that things were rounded off. right? Every number, there's never anything that ends with 46 or 23. right? Everything ends off with a zero. So it's not always going to work out that way, so Chazal round off. But says the Ramban, what, what is so important about this counting? See, he quotes four ideas. 
four suggestions. The Ramban does not often quote four ideas, but here he does. Says the Ramban. Two of them, you know what? We're going to do the third and the fourth one first, and then we'll come back to the first two. The third and the fourth one are more practical reasons for the need to count. Says the Ramban, let's go to line number 16. It is possible. They are about to, at least that was the plan, to go into Eretz Yisrael in a couple of days, and they are going to, Lachara, maybe have to fight other nations. Amalek has already been past them, so we have to count for the Malchus. We have to know, we're going to war. We have the 31 kings of Canaan. We have all the kings they're going to fight. So you have to get ready. That's even maybe what the Kavana of the Meraglim were at the beginning, according to some. Kalosha Omer. We're going. They have to know exactly who's coming, how many people are fighting. How many from each shevet? And then he continues. We don't rely on miracles. We don't say Hashem Yazor. No, Moshe Rabbeinu was told by Hashem, "You do your ishtablus, and then I will come in." So suggestion number one is, based on Pasuk Gimel, Pasuk Gimel says, why are we counting? Reason number one says the Ramban, because we're about to fight, and we have to count before we make the groups of the army. Number two suggestion, which is on the second to last line of the Ramban. We are going to go into Eretz Yisrael. We're going to divide the land, Yerusha Saaretz. So we also have to know. Yes, the portions for every Shevet, that was not a choice. That was not split up. That was the Goral. Kodesh Baruch Hu did that with the Urim Batumim, as is described in the Gemara. That Every Shevet got a certain piece. There was one Shevet in Sefer Shoftim that was not, in Sefer Yoshua that was not happy with the Chelek that they received. But says the Ramban, they were about to go in within each family. You have to know. They're going to have to split it up to know exactly who gets a, a bigger portion, who gets a smaller portion. And therefore, they counted. Were it not for Pasha Shlach, we would have gone in right away. A second idea. Both on a very practical level. You're going to fight, you're going to go conquer, you're going to go settle, so you need those two. But now let's go back to the earlier answers, which are more fundamental uh, answers given by the Ramban. Let's go back to line number four. What is so important about knowing the number? Says the Ramban in the middle of line number five. Ulai, maybe the answer is Hashem was accounting for him, capital H. He was counting for them. He wanted to show them how many they were at this juncture in history. They were 70, 69 plus 1. It was 70 souls, that's it. And now they're uncounted, they're millions. Think about it. I'm Yisrael. Hashem is saying, think about what you are. Think of it, what you've become. Seventy to millions. And even after everything, and after the Egel, and after everything that has happened, Hashem is in charge, and that's what Chazal mean, says the Ramban. Why does he count them? Because he loves them, we'll get to that again soon, but because he wants to show his love for them. Look what I've done for you. Look where I have brought you. That is the third suggestion, the third position of the Ramban. And then finally the fourth, which is the second one that he has. Va'od. Maybe the most beautiful one. They're all beautiful, but this one, line number eight. Va'od. Ki av Everyone had to go in front of Moshe to be counted. And the Achiv Kadosh Hashem and Aaron, they counted, except maybe the babies, who, as Chazal say, Moshe stood outside the tent, and then a Bosco went out and told them how many. But generally, Moshe stood and counted each person. 
Vahu noda alehem bishmo. And Moshe knew them by name. Yielo bedavar hazez chus vachayim. Kiba besoda amu bixav bene Yisrael. Vizchus a rabbe bimisparam. And the zchus, this is a zchus for the rabbim. Why? Vachin lakulam zchus. Bimisparashi yibnu lufne Moshe vaaron. What's the greatness? Ki yasimu alehem enam latova. Moshe is going to look at you. Moshe is going to count you. Moshe and Aaron, Yivakshu Aleim Rachamim. You're going to talk to him for a second, tell him what you need. He's going to see, maybe with his Ruach HaKodesh. He's going to see what you need. He's going to recognize you. Every individual in B'nai Yisrael got to receive a separate acknowledgement from Moshe Rabbeinu, the greatest. We would go to the other side of the world to have a Rebbe daven for us, or to have somebody, you know, uh, you know, daven at the, at the Kotel, daven at the... Moshe Rabbeinu. There's no greater leader than we ever had. Hashem says, count in order to create a connection between every Jew and Moshe and Aaron. Hashem alokei avoseichem yosef alechem kochem elef pa'amim. The brachas that Moshe gives. V'lo yamit misparchem v'hashkalim kofra anaf shoseichem. V'chulu. And he continues, Amal HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he quotes the Medrash, L'mnosem b'kabedu b'gduvo l'kolechad v'echad. No, don't ask the head of the family. Okay, how many people in your family? No. Says the Madrish, every Jew passed in front of Moshe. Let the counting. Because Moshe should look at every Jew. Moshe should be connected. And that's the Pasuk. The name, the connection, there was something personal about Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu gives them a bracha. Moshe Rabbeinu davens for them. That's the need for this counting. So we have the military reason. We have the settlement reason. We have the chazde Hashem. See what Hashem has done for you and brought you and how many, how much we have multiplied. And number four, we have the connection reason. The connection that Moshe Rabbeinu is now connected to every Jew in the nation. Good. Maybe they could also see that you know, they saw Moshe Rabbeinu as, as Moshe Rabbeinu as splitting the sea, as, as remember, most of the Jews that went out did not remember Moshe as growing up. Right? They came out, they, they know Moshe coming back at, at 80 years old from Midian. They haven't seen him. Maybe some of the elders remember Moshe. But they know him as a Moshe Rabbeinu and performing all the miracles. And they should see him as a human being also. And they all walk in front of him and get a close-up look at Moshe Rabbeinu. And maybe that does a lot for them besides the Ramban. But the Ramban says that Moshe Rabbeinu gets to daven for them. Okay. Maybe one more thought related to the goblets of the counting. One more thought, and this is based on the language of the Rashi itself. We didn't read the Rashi yet. Let's read the Rashi. The first Rashi... In Sefer Bamidbar, the first Rashi in Chumash as again we get into the fourth section of Hakadosh Baruch Hu's autobiography, the Torah, says the Ram, says Rashi, "Vayedaber Merasinai beachal haChodesh mitoch chibasan lefanav moneu sam kolsha." Because of the chiba of the love that Hakadosh Baruch Hu has for us, He is always counting us. Kishiyatsu mitzrayim manan, we're not in Mitzrayim. Ukshinaflu beegel manan liyadaminanyan osarim. Counted us again after the Egel. Ukshibala Hashra's Shinaso Alehem. And now when he wants to be Mashra the Shina. Remember, we're really picking up the story here from the end of Shmos. Vayikra, there were a couple of stories, but Vayikra was mostly laws. Was mostly halachos. So at the end of Shmos, then the Pakude, there's Hashrasa Shina on the Mishkan. So we're picking up that story. Now Baruch is being Mashra the Shina, and he's counting Am Yisrael. Right? Vayikra didn't take up any time. Right, we have Sefer Brachos, which takes up centuries. We have Shmos, which takes up uh, a couple of a uh, couple of years, well, a couple hundred years. Right, uh, the first couple, uh, the first, you know, the first Brachos is the longest. Vayikra takes up no time, but Midbar takes up a couple of years, forty years, and then Dvarim takes up five, six weeks. Right, that's it. Moshe Rabbeinu's last speech on Rosh Chodesh Shvat before he dies. Five weeks later. So this is really picking up from the end of Shmo. So Rashi clues us in. He's counted us. This is when he's being Mashra Shechina. He counts us when he is, after we have built the Mishkan. We'll get back to the last line of Rashi, Hashem, soon. But asks the Nesivas, 
Rabbi Yaakov Milisa, in his commentary, the Nachlas Yaakov on Chumash. So what exactly is the Chippah? So the Ramban already gave a couple of suggestions, but he's asking his own way. Is counting itself, does that itself show anything? Does that itself reflect anything? It sounds like the counting itself is the Chiba. Ask the Nachlas Yaakov, source number three, on the left side. Hashem knows. Hashem knows. What exactly is the message of the counting? Question number one. I'll throw in another question which he's going to answer along the way, and that is, isn't it interesting that Parshas Bamidbar is always read at a time that we're counting? The only time that we ever have a mitzvah to count explicitly with a bracha, Sphere Saomer. Is there any connection between the fact that we count? Is there any parallel between our counting and HaKadosh Baruch Hu's counting? So the Nachlas Yaakov, the Nesivas, quotes the Ramban in Parshas Lech Lecha. An idea the Ramban takes from Chazal, but he expands upon it, and other Rishonim, in Navi as well, the Radak, quotes this idea a number of times, as does the Ramban. So let's go to the Ramban in four, Parshas Lech Lecha, and then we'll go back to the Nachlas Yaakov, how he uses this Ramban. The Ramban in source number four is talking about the principle, Maisa Avos Simin Labanim. But the Ramban develops that idea a little bit deeper. It doesn't just mean myself is what happened to the Avos is a reflection of what is going to the happen to the Banim. The Ramban takes it a step further. Maisa Avos, as he calls it in one place, Yitzira Labanim. What the forefathers do is creating the future. It is not just a foreshadowing of the future, but it itself is creating the future. Let's see what the Ramban says. Omer Lecha Klal, we discussed this years ago in Parshas Lach Lecha, where the Ramban is found. Omer Lecha Klal, Tavinoto, Bakala, Parshiosa, Baos, Begin Avram Yitzchav Yaakov. Let me explain to you a principle that is found in all the Parshias that are coming up in Sefer Bracious. Vahu Inyan Gadol, his Kirur, Abosainu Vaderak Tzara. Right, Chazal has mentioned it uh, in, a short, in short, but I'm going to expand on it. So what does that mean, says the Ramban? The digging of the wells and the traveling down to Egypt. The whole story. A reader might think, what do I need to know this for? The nation wasn't born yet. This is an individual that had some troubles. He had some personal challenges, Nisyonos, and he's involved individually. What do I need to know this for? Says the Ramban, they are all to teach us about the future. You have to search in that act and realize that is what's going to happen in the future. Why? So now he says it. Vida, line six. Kigol gzeras irin. All future events that are going to happen. Kasher teitze mikoach gzera el poel dimyon. That's the Ramban's phrase. A poel dimyon. Tihiyeh hagzera miskayemes al kalpanim. If there is something that is going to happen, says the Ramban, the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world, if there is an act earlier in history that kind of acts it out, that symbolizes what is going to happen, once the physical act is done, that solidifies, that concretizes that future event. Even if something is promised, is forecast, until there's a physical action that is done as a parallel, as a model for the future event, it's not as strong. It's not as finite. It's not as concrete. And the Ramban says, that's my sa'avos yitzirah labanim. It is creating what the banim are going to go through. V'lachain, and that is why he says, various times throughout Navi. We discussed a number of them in Navi Shir already. As we uh, finished the Vim Rishonim, Yaasu Hanavim Maise Binavuos, Kimama Yermio, Yermio does a few actions, which we're going to skip now, but we're going to go to line 9, Elisha. Elisha is an unusual story right before Elisha dies. One of the most person who did more miracles in history that's recorded than anyone. Elisha, beginning of Malachim Bays. So if you look at source number 5 for a moment, 
towards the end of Elisha's life, Yoash Melech Yisrael is going to fight the enemy, is going to fight, I think, Amon. And Elisha comes to him. The first Pasuk I gave you, the Elisha Chales, Chal Yoash, Yamuzba, Elisha was sick. Elisha, of course, the Talmud of Elio. He uses the Lashon that Elisha himself used when Elio went up in a chariot of fire. That was said twice. Once by Elisha himself and once to Elisha. What does Elisha tell him to do? Take bow and arrow. What are you supposed to do with it? Go fight? He takes an arrow, he takes a bow. Pull the bow back. He pulls it back. Elisha puts his hand on the Yoash's hand as he's about to shoot the arrow. Open the window. East, he opens it. Shoot, he shoots. You're going to beat Aram. You're going to destroy. What was the point of shooting that arrow? That was the Misa Avos. Not even Labanim. It was for himself. And then he continues. Take more. Hit him on the ground. He hit him on the ground. He hit him three times on the ground. Elisha says, why'd you stop? You sh- I didn't tell you to stop. You should have kept hitting. Because you did that, you're going to be able to defeat Aram three times, but not more. It's all about a Yitzira. Why that is, not for now. But the Ramban brings that as an example of Misa Avos Yitzira Labanim. And therefore, getting back to the Ramban, Ula Fichach, line 12, Hechzeg HaKadosh Baruch Hu as Avraham Ba'aretz Ba'asalo Dimyonos Ba'kol Ha'asid Lahe'asos Bizarro Ba'havein Zeh. That's the Ramban's Yisod explaining the idea of a poel dimyon, the idea of a, an action that creates the future that is going to be fulfilled. So now, says the Nachlas Yaakov, the Nesivas also, 300 years ago, he learned this Ramban like we learned this Ramban. And the Nesivas says, let me use that Ramban to explain, let's get back to the counting. What is the counting? What's the significance of the counting? Again, as we've given already a number of upshotim. Says the Nachos Yaakov. Now that we just, he just quotes the Ramban, a Paul Dimyon, he quotes, and then he says, on line 7, Vihine, Kishay Yisrael osin ritzon oshal makom mushkachin bepratut. When Am Yisrael is following what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants, his Ashkacha Pratis. We have divine, each of us has a connection. Ukishay Yisrael ain osin ritzon oshal makom Masur Mesir Hashkachaso. Hashem, so to speak, turns his back. What's called Hester Panim on us. He doesn't have Hashkacha on us. Volazer. Kishayatsu Yisrael mi Mitzrayim. When we went out of Mitzrayim, Vishosemuna, Lechtechachai, Bamidbar, Beretzlo, Zerua, Ratsa, Kadosh Barakul, Lizakosam, Wahachnas Kulam, Tachas Knafav. Hashem wanted us to get out of the 49th level of Tumah, to each have that connection to him, to have Hashkacha Pratis on each one. So tziva la'asos poel dimyon lamata lisparkulam bepratus me'ito yisbarach. Says the Nesivas, Moshe was counting the Jews when they left Mitzrayim. But you know what? It wasn't really Moshe counting. Moshe was the shliach of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu was counting. And if, as we said before, the other, he doesn't quote the other Ramban, unusual, it fits in beautifully. And if the other Ramban says that the counting created an individual connection between Moshe and the Jews, really, ultimately, that's creating an individual connection between the Jew and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem says to Moshe, count. That's why Moshe was told to count when they left Mitzrayim. Do a physical action. Count them so that that creates a unique bond between me, capital M, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and the Jew. That was fine when they left Mitzrayim. And that's why the Lushen is, we didn't even ask this, we could ask this, the language of Suez Rosh. Right? The Russian that many are bothered by lift up? What do you mean lift up the heads? By counting. Their heads are lifted up. We have that unique connection. Suez Rosh, line 16. We have no greater lifting up of the head than creating a unique connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Yadua. Kasher HaKadosh Baruch Hu rotzeh lahagbiya lamala rosh as malachim. So then once Hashem lifts us up, then there's no midas hadit. 
And that's why also we mirror that event with Sviras HaOmer itself every year, which was the time from Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim to Mayim at Har Sinai to make a, to have a physical, not a physical, but an Amira at least, to mark the days, the unique days as there is a unique connection that we each have. These were Roy, as the Ramban himself writes, in Parshas Emar. And therefore we count. And now, after the Egel, when Hashem is about to be Mashre Hishchina on us, Hashem wants that individual connection again. And therefore, he says at the end, after the Egel, we want a full tshuva, so there's another counting. Because one, two, counting, however one counts, that is a poel dimyon, to use the Ramban's law shown, in order to bring us back to the level of Ashgacha Pratis. Okay. Moving right along. We're still on the counting, but a different element. Let's go now to the last line of that Rashi, the first Rashi in the Parsha. We didn't read the last line. The last line is what bothers all the Mepharshim on Rashi. You have in the beginning of source number six, you have the Rashi quoted again. Mitochi basam lefanav moneo sam kol when we went out of Egypt, and when Hashem was ready to be Mashra Shechina, Manan he counted them. When was that? The Mishkan was finished and put up on Rosh Chodesh Nisan. When was the counting done? Well, how does Bamidwar start off? Hasheni, Pashana Hashenis. So what does Rashi say? Hashem loves us, so right when we build the Mishkan, He wants to count us, so He counts us a month later. Why the delay? All the Mepharshim, the Maharal, and the Mizrahi, and the Lavosh, they all ask, what's, Rashi is building up, He loves us, He counts us, He counts us when He's Mashra Shechina, and yet, the counting is a month later. Why exactly the delay of a month? Ask the Divrei Mordechai. The Mordechai Leo here summarizes. It's really the, it's all, all these answers are found in the earlier sources in the Mefarshi Rashi, but he summarizes uh, a number of the answers. Rashi Moshe in the second month. And the question is why? Why wait? So he quotes a number of ideas. Number one, he has on line six. Ha'ofan harishon hu, sheratza hakadosh baruch hu, shetia la'am Yisrael kfius bimkomam. Hashem wanted there to be some permanence, a kfius, in where Am Yisrael were. Rakla achar shloshim yom. If it was right, ta'ashrata shchina that was there for a day. What after a day, you're going to create that connection with the counting. No, 30 days is always a kfius. Rak la'achar shloshim yom. Kasher notra kfius shel chodesh yamim. Pahashras hashchina. Pa'am Yisrael. Tziv ha'kadosh brachu l'zimnosam. Once you have ha'kadosh hashchina in a kavua, in a permanent way, so then I'll count you. And we find in other areas of halacha. Permanence is a month. For example, the Gemara Ba'abashra discusses, he quotes it, somebody moves into town. When, is he, when does he have to start paying taxes? Moves into town. How much? How much do we say? Oh, he's just visiting. He just he just moved. Toshav chadash shebalagor ba'ir mimatayu maschilat chayeb b'misay ha'ir im gar ba'ir shloshim yom nasa toshav kavua ba'ir. You here for a month. You're a toshav kavua. Vu mischayeb b'misim kishar toshavim akavuim. The Gemara Ba'abasra. The Shochan Aruch discusses this. But that's kfius. Hashem wanted us to be kavua with him. With Hashraz Hashchina, which really is the ultimate goal of the whole process of Yitzhak Mitzrayim and Maimon Arsikriyas Yamsov and Maimon Arsinai and Hashraz Hashchina in the Mishkan. So to create that kvius, number one. Number two, line 14. Ha'ofan Hashaini hu she'efshar levair. Yesh no klal b'halacha. It's a similar idea, but not exactly. There's a klal in halacha. Kasher mal'u levlad shloshim yom harishi yeshlo cheskas chayos. Why by Pidyon Aben do we wait 30 plus days and do it on day 31? Because a month is a Bar Kayama. 
the Vlad, the baby becomes, he has a cheskas chayim. He has a stability and an assumption of life. He is a chiyas, he's alive. It takes a month for him to be considered alive. Misibazu, as he says, Nerach pidyona ben biyom as we know. Vilachain, says the Divrei Mordechai, fascinating. Hashem wanted us to be alive before he counted us. He wanted to ha- us to have that cheskas chayim, that assumption of fire, of life. Vilachain afsheh be'echad benisan, hukam ha'mishkan, mitok kedusha v'islavas gedola, there was great fanfare and fire and excitement. On the first day of Nisan, Ratzak Adesh Baruch Hu Liros Hashem wanted to make sure and see Shaha Hislavus Tia Kayemes Viatziva Becheskas Chayes Mishem Kach Rak Rosh Chodesh Iyer. That's why Rosh Chodesh Iyer only a month later Hashem counted us. Approach number two, and then there's a third idea. Both Shlishi, some of those that were listed were from the Mizrahi and others, but here he has one from himself. Both Shlishi Nitan Lavar Al Piyamuva BeMedrash. When exactly was the Mishkan finished? It was finished Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Yes, that's when Moshe finished putting it up for the number of times we know about Yibi Yamashmini. That was Rosh Chodesh Nisan. He put it up, took it down, put it up, took it down. But really, when was it all ready to go? So at least according to one opinion in the Medrash, much earlier, it was ready to go in Kislev. Ba'ofan Shlishi quotes, line 21, Shemalech HaZem Mishkan is time of a Kislev. The connection to Hanukkah. But he delayed it. Hashem delayed it to Nisan. Why? Mipnei, says the Medrash. Yitzchak was born in Nisan. Hashem wanted to connect. Laid that Yitzchak with the Mishkan. Yitzchak was, if we think about it, the first carbon. The first carbon that we brought. As a nation, Avram Avinu, we're all part of him. So the makom of Karbanos is appropriate to be connected to the birth of Yitzchak. Hatam Lakach, he explains, Laharos Laam Yisrael, Shalos Chusa Misha It's not only because we have certain schuyos, or maybe we don't even have any schuyos. Why were we redeemed from Egypt? They're a Midrashim. But ultimately, it wasn't because of us. Elas Chus Ha'avos, Hishagar Malakach. It was the schus of Avraham Yitzchak and Yaakov and of Yitzchak specifically here that pe- pl- paved the way for us to have bizochet to the Ashras Ashkina. That's why it was delayed. So we can link it to Yitzchak Avinu. Ulafizeh. This is true. Suggests of Mordechai Elio. F. Shalomar, maybe. She'ilu ha'yaha minyanerach miyadim ha'kamas ha'mishkan. If the minyan took place on the first day of Nisan, which with everything that we've explained what it means, the significance of the minion, how, how it gives each person an individual relationship with Moshe, with Hashem. Maybe we would have given ourselves a pat on the back and thought it was all us, it was our own Zechuyos that brought down the Shekhinah. You know what Hashem, Hashem wanted to be madgish? Hashem wanted to emphasize... That's why he, on the one hand, didn't allow the celebration to take place in Kislev, Teveth, all, all the way until Nisan, and even once Nisan comes, he doesn't count us until Iyar. Because this one, this one is because of your parents and your grandparents, this Schus Avos. is Schus Avos he, Shegarma Lahashuras Ashkina Bemishkan, for those Schusam shall Bene Yisrael Bilvan. Those are the three main suggestions that he has. He has a fourth one where he says, oh, well, maybe if Iyar is all part of Surah Omer, it's not really, it's Iyar, but it's connected to Nisan. Okay, on some level, there's a connection, but it still doesn't answer the question of why the delay at all. But either way, he gives three main answers uh, here in, the, uh, in these words. Okay, we can get off the first Pasuk now. Let's continue a couple of seconds later. So Hashem tells Moshe, Camp in Israel. From 20 years old. You count them. You and Aaron count the count them all. And with you. Every man within his shevet. Every man according to his forefather's house. 
There is a story that you have in source number three in the Yagdal Torah. The story quotes a Zohar, which I think some of us might have heard of a certain minhag or a certain reality, but might not know the source of it. So this story allows us at least to know the source. It's a Zohar. It's a Zohar, as you'll see on line 13. But this is the story. The story is told by the Admore Bells. That's the source of this story here, quoted in the Yad Torah. It turns out Rabbi Yeshua Rokeach, who was the second Belzarebi. There have been five Belzarebis. Yeshua Rokeach was the second Belzarebi. He and his wife were going to a wedding. And their son, the Yisachar Dov, who was a younger child at the time, the present Belzarebi is also named Rabbi Yisachar Dov, but the third, the future Belzarebi, he was a little boy at the time, wanted to go to the wedding with his parents. And his parents said, no, you can't go to the wedding. And he said, no, I want to go, I want to go, I want to go. Tells his mother, he's crying, he's crying, he's screaming. So, so sorry. Line six, this is not uh, behavior that we should advise to our children, but this is the story of what happened. Line six, No, I have my reasons, the boy said. Doesn't see how old he was. They weren't taking him. He says, okay, I'm not eating supper. Why are you not eating? I'm not eating until you take me. He says, what are you so... There are not going to be so many kids there. It's a family wedding. What do you want to go with us so much? I can only tell Abatati, probably said. Right? I'll tell him in private, Okay? So he was with his mother in the kitchen and she takes him in wherever, wherever the tzaddik was, takes him into Rabbi Yeshua Mibels. And he asked him, what's going on? So the child, I guess he wasn't such a child if he knew Zohar's, right? He says, three, three points. Three points, they're all connected. Number one, the Zohar tells us that at every simcha a person makes, the niftarim, the previous, the forefathers, of the generations all come to the Simcha. It's Zohar. Sheha'avo sheniftru ba'imu mishtatvim b'simcha. We say, under the chuppah, we remember the grandparents, great-grandparents, it's based on the Zohar. They're mishtatvim b'simcha. V'gam z'keinu yavo. And his grandfather, the first Belzarebi, the Sar Shalom. I want to see my, I want to be in the presence of my grandfather. V'lachein chashka nafsho liyos ba'oso ma'imud liro zipanav. Obviously, I wasn't going to see him, but maybe he was going to sense him. But number one, Abba, Tati, I want to go. It's not fair. Number two, he had a dream. They're all the same idea here. He saw people with white beards all going to the wedding, and he wanted to go and see them. And finally, he says, what does this have to do with us? He says, Arpasik. It's Merumaz in Arpasik. With you is going to be every man According to their tribe, Ish Rosh Lebeisavosafu, and the man who's the head of the household, all the heads of the household are going to be there too. Roem Remez Bekasuv Shehaavos Magiim LeSimchas Sesayem. So Remez Rosh Lebeisavosafu, the whole base avos is coming and is counted along with the group. So the father gave in. If you want to say, if you want to tell me a Zohar, you want to tell me that, so then uh, then I'll take it. Okay. Moving right along. Perak base. So we have Perak Aleph, we have the whole minion. And then after Perak Aleph, where we have their numbers, then we have Perak base, which is again lists and lists, but a different focus. This is the Degalim, the flags, how they march. Every man according to his flag. Everybody gets their flag. As Rashi quotes here, every flag. Every flag has another sign on it. Another color. Every color flag was parallel to the color of the stone, of the jewel that was on the Choshen for that Shevet. Whatever color... Binyamin had on the Yashvei, so that's the color of his flag. Whatever color was on Yehuda's stone, that was the color of the of the flag. And everybody recognized, right? It's similar. Sometimes you see uh, you see uh, in uh, in Yerushalayim, you see people, one guy holding a flag and like a whole tour walking behind, right? Everybody knows that's 
Right, at the Kotel sometimes you see five different different languages, different flags. Everybody sees their flag, they know where to go. It's exactly where it comes from. Right? Everybody had their flag and they knew exactly what to what to follow. And we have all the Tagalim. And the question is the significance now of the march. Klai Yisrael marched in a specific way, right, throughout their time in the Midbar. Three on each side, and the Levium. What's the significance? Why do you need such an orderly... Okay, is it just practically so people don't, like, trample each other? It's got to be something more than that, right? It's so significant that we know even well, centuries earlier, we remember, Chazal tell us, when Yaakov Avinu was carried up to Mitzrayim from... carried up to Eretz Canaan from Mitzrayim, the brothers, his sons carried his coffin in the same, on the same sides as they were going to be destined to be in the Midbar. So what exactly is the significance? So eight years ago we discussed one thought, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, unbelievable thought, but uh, part of that is discussed also here in the Akedas Yitzchak. I don't think we've ever quoted in Akedas Yitzchak. He was uh, late, around the time, a little bit earlier than the Abarbanel, Spanish, Rabbi Yitzchak Arama. He was a great Darshan, fat Svarim, uh, and he has this one idea here. It says the Akedas Yitzchak, it's simple, it's basic, it's obvious, but we have to remember it because it's what, it's what we have to do in our lives too. Because we march in our lives too. We don't march in the same way that they marched. But we march, we walk, we travel, we work, we do everything in our lives. And we have to remember and take with us the message of the Degolim in this week's Parsha. V'hu ba'atzmo says the Akedah Yitzchak in Source 4, Mashakivna ha-Torah ha-Elokis, b'chol mashatich l'aleo parshazu. What's the message? What do we learn from Bamidbar, the beginning of Naso? What's the message? Everybody has their own shaved. V'havdalas ha-Leviyim, v'shum osa al-arba rashim, chalukas ha-Shvatim. Says the Akedah Yitzchak, there's one secret. V'hinei, where it's underlined. The message, if we focus and think about it as we're being Mavra Sedra and going over all the Psukim over and over again, to internalize the following. Everybody, all the millions of Jews realized they were all in a concentric Square, right? They were in a surrounding shape around the Aron, around the Luchos, around the Torah. They marched in the desert. What was the center of their lives? They needed to be taught Torah-centric, God-centric. That's the Degolim. Kamosha Amru. Like, we don't appreciate it. We all do it. The Gemara says, Brachas Daflamid. Right? Wherever we are in the world... We dive into the Kodesh Kadashim. We dive into the base of Migdash. If I'm south of Africa, I dive in north. If I'm here, I dive in east. If I'm here, I dive in west. Wherever I am. They're pretty amazing. We're bound up. Every time we pray, every time we dive in, we're connected to every other Jew davening in the world. Why? Because we realize that we are not in the center. We are on a circle surrounding they're all connected to Hashem. This is the deep message of these psukin that we read. But what is it? We, we have the Gullim. We yearn for the Gullim. We say in Tehillim, We say every morning in Lamatseach from the word Degel, the Medrash on that Pasik, that the Gullim are something unbelievable. We're all designated equidistant and the Aaron's in the middle. Line 14. Right, we have to realize this is the center of everything. We'll realize what we have to have as the focus of our life. HaKadosh Baruch was the focus. We could relax, we could have fun also, but ultimately, HaKadosh Baruch was the center of our lives. And this is such an important principle. One would think, right, we know the Shulchan Aruch, Rabbi Yosef Cairo, the Ramah, the Ramah, the basis of everything in Ashkenazic Jewry, every the Ramah, 
We could talk about the Ramah. His yard site was also last week. Roshon by Echai gets all the all the, the pop in the circumstance, but the Ramah has the same yard site. Also Lagba Omer, right? They say I, uh, no coincidence that that the Ramah wrote thirty three Svarim and he's died on Lagba Omer. Says the so the first Ramah, the first Ramah in all of Shulchan Aruch. What does he tell us? What does he think is the most important message to give to Klal Yisrael as he is writing? For Klal Yisrael, the code of Jewish law. The first four words, the Ramah says, actually, after he makes his first four words of his own comment, after he comments, source number five now, after he comments on the Shulchan Arach about when to wake up in the morning, Hagah, he quotes the Rambam. Not too often does the Shulchan Arach not quote the Rambam, and the Ramah quotes the Rambam. And it's even less often that the Ramah, when he's quoting the Rambam, is quoting the Moranavuchim. He's not quoting the Mishnah Torah. The Ram Mal here quotes the Moranavuchim. I'm not sure exactly how many other times he does. Didn't do a computer search on it. But the Ram Mal here quotes the Moranavuchim. Shivisi Yashem Lenegdi Samid, who klal gadol batorah, who v'malos ha-tzadikim ha-shahochen l'fnei ho-elokim. You know what life's about? Having Hashem in front of me. That's the malos ha-tzadikim, that go in front of Hashem. We all have to go in front of Hashem. Hashem's always there. Ki ein yeshivas ha-adam v'tinu osav v'asakav. When a person is involved in anything, and he's alone, it's not the same as I'm going to act differently if there's somebody in my room. I'm just going to be a different person. I once heard, somebody said, imagine if the Chafetz Chaim was your roommate. How would you wake up in the morning? How about the Chavetz Chaim is lying in the bed next to me? The alarm goes off. You know, I'm sure he doesn't need an alarm. But what do we do in the morning? What kind of groan do we let out? What type of kavana do we have with Moda'ani? Imagine if the Chavetz Chaim was in our room. So if we had a Melech in the room, we'd act differently. We'd act differently. Says the Ramah, quoting the Rambam, there is a melech always in the room. Kol shekein, kisheyasim adam elibo, shamelech agadol, akadosh baruchu, asher mali kolaris kvoda, omed alav, veroab amasav. As the pasuk says, right? We have to miyad immediately. Says the Rama, yagia elav hayira vachna bepachat Hashem isbarach ubeboshto mimenu tamid. That's the first message the Rama wants to give us. The same exact message as the Degalim. We need to be God-centric. We need to be surrounding our lives. Everything we do has to be in the context of Avodah Hashem. Every decision we make, minor, we don't have to decide which store to go to, we don't have to think about a Kaddish Baruch at that moment. But, you know, if it's one's closer, one has the product you want, one doesn't. You have to know if it's kosher. But, but in the major decisions, for sure, what would a Kaddish Baruch want me to do in this, in this situation? Okay. Finally, one more thought, and then we'll have a thought related to uh, this time of year. Once for Mordechai Leo is open, so there's another thought that he has. Perak Gimel now. We discussed a little Perak Aleph, Perak Bays. Perak Gimel starts off by Revi'i, the Ela Toldos Aharonu Moshe, Biyom Diber Hashem Al Moshe Bahar Sinai. These are the generations, these are the offspring of Aaron and Moshe on the day that Hashem spoke to Moshe. And what is listed here? All the descendants, the sons of Aaron, are listed. One second, we just said we're going to list off the sons of Aaron and Moshe. And only the children of Aaron are listed. Where are the children of Moshe? Says Rashi. Why? Because Moshe taught them Torah. Milamed. If somebody teaches their friend's child Torah, it's as if you gave birth to them. Ke'ilu. Right? They, on, the, on the first page of Eben Ezra in the Shulchan Arach, on the bottom of the page, the Chach Shlom, or Shlomo Kluger discusses if somebody can't have children. So if they teach, that's a partial kim of Puravu, as best as you can, whatever HaKadosh Baruch Hu decides. But an amazing Chazal, if we teach somebody else's kids Torah, so then we are, it's as if we gave birth to them. There's another Chazal. What is the source in the Torah? For teaching students, anyway. What is the source in the Torah? Where does it say in the Torah that you have to teach Torah to students? 
Vishinantam Levanecha. Elu Talmidecha. It's formulated, not only like Chazal say, Ki'ilu, you gave birth to them. The formulation of the mitzvah of teaching students is formulated as children. What's the message? Says the Divrei Mordechai. He doesn't quote the second Chazal, but it fits in. Yeshno hevdel gadol. Bein tzuras halimet shaladem alomid in beno, levein tzuras halimet shaladem alomid in ben chavero. There's a difference. It's just part of life. It's human nature. If I'm teaching my own son something, and I'm teaching my neighbor's son something. If my neighbor's son says, yeah, I got it, I got it, it's fine. Okay, I'll accept it. I'm Yotze. I did it, fine, good. But if my own son says, then I'll say, no, no, tell it to me. I want to see if you got it. I'm more interested in going the extra mile to make sure, because it's my son. And if it's my child, so then uh, it's a different limud. He doesn't, doesn't cut corners. When it's someone else, okay, I did my job. Says the Dever Mordechai, that's what the Torah is teaching me here. Whenever we teach anybody Torah, we have to view them as our children. doesn't matter if they're our biological children or they're HaKadosh Baruch Hu's children. They're all HaKadosh Baruch Hu's children, therefore they all have to be our children, and that's the message that we have to have. When we teach anyone Torah... Right, we have to make sure that we make it. He quotes Chazal, until they know it, until it's sedura befihem, as if we would do to our own child. We have to ask that question to ourselves when we're in the middle. Would I be? Fit, would I stop now if it was my own kid? If I would, okay, fine. Then I can stop now too. But otherwise, we got to keep going. That's obviously what Rabbi Preta felt in Erevin four hundred times. But we have to try to have that attitude as well. Okay, let's end off now with a beautiful thought. Really, something that we could take with us—an amazing shot from the Saba from Kelm, or the altar from Kelm, depending on what you call him. But it starts with source number seven. Rabbi Avram Shur and Halakha from Tavshin Samach Beis asks a couple of questions. First is related to the parsha, related to the parsha, related to the Degalim. We know the Degalim were in groups of three, right? There were three. Degel Yehuda were three Shvatim. Degel the other one, Yehuda was with Yehuda, Yisachar, Zvulun. Rabbi Rimshar quotes the Arizal who says that the months of the year are Keneged the Degalim. In order. And Yehuda is the beginning. Yehuda is Nisan. So keep going. Yisachar is Iyar and Zvulun is Sivan. So Shabbos Mavarchim Sivan. Sivan is coming up. Whether we're in Chutz Laaretz and it's before, whether it's in Eretz Yisrael, whether Eretz Yisrael were before or Chutz Laaretz, it is a little bit after Sivan started. But either way, this is Sivan time. So the Arizal says Zvulun is connected to Sivan. Isn't that strange? If we would have any Shevet connected to Sivan, shouldn't it be Yisachar? Yisachar is the Lamdin. Yisachar is the Rashi Yeshivas. Zvulun's the one that we know has the deal with Yisachar. Smach Zvulun Secha. The Yisachar Ba'ohalecha. Yisachar is in the Oel. And yet, Sivan, the month of Torah, that's connected to Zvulun. Question one. Question two is a line. We're obviously not learning this now. But there's a line from Sefer HaYitzira that he quotes. Sefer HaYitzira, as we know, we're not exactly sure who wrote it. Adam, Avraham, it is a very Kabbalistic work. It is two pages long, but there are volumes written on it because it's not understandable. It's all in a code. It's all phrases but sometimes we could get a glimmer of an understanding of a message from a line in Sefer HaYetzirah. So, says the Sefer HaYetzirah, in the beginning of Source 7, on the month of Sivan, Himlich Os Zion Behiluch. The letter Zion was made King Behiluch, traveling. What does that mean? Sounds like, sounds Greek. We have no idea what it means. So we'll come back to that. Let's continue now to line 14. A Gemara that we all know, but an unbelievable pshat that I never, uh, I never saw before. Says the Saba from Kelm. The Gemara in Adarim tells us, on Daf Pei Aleph, one of the reasons for the Chor Ben Why was the base of Elish destroyed? So we have the Gemara in Yuma, about Sinas We have the Gemara elsewhere in Bamitziah, that they weren't, uh, they didn't divlef numer shura sadin. But the Gemara in Adarim says, and this is, uh, anybody who needs to give it to our Torah, you have it right here. Shalom Berchu Torah Tchila. They didn't say Berchas HaTorah. That's the Gemara. 
It's based on a Pasik in Yirmiyahu, that's important for us, line 16. Shalohilchuba, Shalohilchuba, they didn't walk in it, right? They didn't, they didn't make Berchazat Torah. And the famous question, what is so significant about not making Berchazat Torah? So we've given many Pshatim in the past. But this time we'll focus on the Saba from Kelm. Saba says, the Tosfus and Brachas tells us, he asked the question, why is it that we only have to say one Birchas HaTorah in the morning and not another one the rest of the day? I learn in the morning, I say, Birchas I learn. And then I go off to work and then I'm going to learn something by my lunch break. So why don't I say a new Birchas HaTorah? If I shake a lulav again a separate time, I'd make a new Bracha. If I sit in the Sukkah a new time, I'd make a Bracha. Right, lulav we don't because you already did the mitzvah. But if there would be a new mitzvah, right, I'd make, make a new Bracha. So why is it that Birchas HaTorah... If you put on tefillin again by mincha, you'd make a new bracha. So why is it that you don't make a new bracha here? So Tosfos' answer is, if you're a member, you're aleph, she'enu miyayish daito. Torah is really never off of your radar. Even when I'm at work, even when I'm doing this, I'm that, there's always halachas to think about. There's always Torah in the, ra- in the back of my head. Right? There's Torah. On some level, I'm connected to Torah. So there's never a hesachadas totally from Torah. That's why you don't have to have a berachas Torah. If I take off tefillin, I'm not thinking about tefillin. But a Jew is always thinking about Torah. So therefore, even when I'm not learning, there's no hefzik, so I don't have to say berachas Torah. But let's say, says the Saba from Kelm, if I would really stop thinking about Torah, I would not live... An, I would go to work and not live a life of Torah for those three hours... I would steal, I would do terrible things, then really, when I come back to learning, I should have to say another Berchus HaTorah. I, I should have to, because that was a real hefsik. Says the Saba from Kelm, let's get back to the Gemara. In the times of the Beis HaMikdash, what does it mean, Shiloh Berchah B'Torah Tchila? That's just a, a simon. That's not the reason. That's not what we would call, that is Siba to Siman. What does it mean? They should have made another Birchas HaTorah. Because since they made the earlier one in the morning, they've lived a couple of hours without Torah at all. Totally divorced from Torah. So they should have made a Birchas HaTorah, but they wouldn't make another one in the afternoon. But really what the Gemara is telling us is, you know why they were punished? Because they didn't live a life connected to Torah. That's the message of the Gemara. Ulafiza and Nira, where it's underlined. And that's what it says. What, is it? what pasuk are we darshaning? They didn't go out, walk with it. What does that mean? That's referring to going out into life, into making a making a living. So they had a hasachadas, and they should have said berachas Torah, which they didn't. So the Iker Kavan of the Gemara, unbelievable, creative. The problem wasn't that they didn't make the bracha. The problem was the reason that they would have had to make a new bracha. That's the problem of Lohil Chupa. And then he even continues and quotes something else from Reb Sadok, connected in the pre Sadik. Reb Sadok says, we know there's a concept called Dalat Amos Shel Halacha. Usually we interpret that to mean the base Medrash. Where I learned Torah, the Dalat Amoshel Halacha. Says Rebbe Tzadok, if I act al pi halacha, wherever I am, I'm in the bank, I'm in this, I'm in that, wherever I am, if I'm acting according to Torah, I've created Dalat Amos Shel Halacha. Every person has four Amos around them. If I'm acting connected to Torah, like Tosfa said, Eno daito, that the Dalat Amos Halacha surrounds me wherever I go throughout the day. It's not something new. And that's, like Tosa says, Eno Miyaish Daito. Skipping down now, line 22 on the next page. So, so based on this, what do we see? The Halicha, the going out, not just the learning has to be connected to Hashem. That's obviously connected to Hashem. Besides the learning, but everything we do in life, all of our gashmias, all of our, our, our issues at home and at work, our eating, our drinking, our sleeping, our making a living, everything is also Torah, is also Dalat Amoshel Halacha. And on Shavuos, that's what we celebrate. We don't just celebrate Kabbalah's Talmud Torah. Of course we do. But we celebrate our Kabbalah of living a life of Torah. Our Kabbalah of every 
moment of our lives, like he says in the top column, 24-7, right? It's no coincidence. It has been pointed out. Shmos, Perachavdalat Pasuk Zayin, 24-7. What Pasuk is that? Nasev and Ishma. Right? Nasev and Ishma, we accepted to be Avadim 24-7. We accepted to be Avadim throughout our lives. And that's why he says beautifully, it's Dafka Zvulun, which is Sivan. Because Zvulun, you can ask, Smach Zvulun Bitsesecha. He's so happy when he leaves the base Medrash and he goes out to the world. What, Smach? The answer is yes, because he's going to live a life of Torah. We all have to be kovea itim. But when we're out there on the boats, zvulun, that's also Torah, and that's not a hefsik. And he's not going to make it, have to make a new berchaz Torah. Smach zvulun, and that's why zvulun is connected to Sivan. To emphasize that it's not just a Kabbalah of Talmud Torah. It's a Kabbalah, a life of Torah. And now we get back to the Sefer HaYetzira. What was it? Himlech Ozayin. What's the Melech, the letter Zion? What's the letter Zion? Zion is like clay Zion. Clay Zion are weapons. Says Rabbi Avram Shor now in the last paragraph, are weapons to defeat the Sahara out there in the world. When we have to fight and we have to live a life of Torah, and often it's challenging. So you know what Siva's about? Being Mamlich the O Zion. Raising up our weapons, Behiluch, when we go out. When we're out involved in the world. That's the message of the Sefer HaYetzirah. Dafka connected to Sivan. That's Vulun. That's why in the Degolim, right, the parallels related to the Parsha too, right, the Degel of Zvulun is the one connected to Sivan, and that is how we have to approach Kabbalah Satorah, Habal Leinu Okay, we'll stop here. Ben Hashem, we will continue next week.